This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Of Jesus, we thank you for all that you have done for us. What a faithful God you are. What a loving and a kind God you are. In our lives, you have been faithful. You have shown yourself strong and mighty. And Lord, we are grateful. And as the year is coming to a close, uh, we come even more to the realization of your wonders and your goodness in our lives. We say, Lord, take all glory. Take all honor. In the name of Jesus. As we look into your word of life this morning, uh, Jehovah, please speak to us. Holy Spirit, teach us by yourself in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. We had some really amazing testimonies uh, last week. And, you know, every time we have testimony service like that, uh, as I'm excited for all the people sharing testimonies, uh, there's a part of me that is also in a prayer mode and saying, Lord, do it for those other people that haven't received theirs, you know, because testimonies sometimes is, well, generally supposed to lift us up, but if there's something you've been aiming for and you've been aiming for and you've been missing it and somebody else comes out and just says how easy it was for them, it makes you feel like, well, is God partial? No, God is not partial. You know, there's a time for every season. There's a time for everything, and your time will come. Yeah. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. I say, your time will come in the name of Jesus. And on that day, we will rejoice with you as well in the mighty name of Jesus. He's reflecting on this series that we're starting today. Honestly, this is me speaking about me now. I looked back. And I couldn't, but I couldn't help thinking how fast this year flew by. It went by really fast. I can't believe, well, I can't believe, you know, it's just amazing that this is the last Sunday in November already. Next week is going to be, next week Sunday is going to be December, you know. And one of the things I realized as I reflected is how good God has been. Amen? The danger we run all of the time is when we are focused on what we want that we don't already have. But if you take a cursory look at your life, you will see and know that God has been good. Amen? Because this year, as fast as it went by, uh, God has met a number of needs in our lives. You know? Uh, I told us, well, the Lord said to me to tell us to open a book of remembrance. If you were obedient to open that book of remembrance and you go back and look now, it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. And as I was reflecting, you know, I couldn't help but uh, think about the year 2020. You know, because uh, many of us have moved on, but there are people that the reality of the year 2020 is still with them. 
you know, uh, many businesses evaporated. Many churches ceased to exist because of COVID-19. And I remember <laughs> during that time, uh, Pastor Bode was my personal physician, consultant, research analyst. He's, he's always giving me all the latest. He's, he's, a, he's a physician, you know. So what is this virus we're trying to understand? And the whole nation was shut down because of this virus. Something so small that we can't even visualize it with our naked eyes. Shut down the greatest nation on God's green earth. And like I said, many have recovered, but many are still dealing with the effects of all the lockdown and everything else. But we bless the name of the Lord. We thank God for his faithfulness. If nothing happened, at least you are still here. <laughs> Millions of people died. Millions of people died. And millions of lives are not the same again just because of that. But look at you. Look at me. Uh, will somebody just jump up and just bless the name of the Lord for keeping you, for preserving your life? I know it seems like a long time ago, but it was not so long ago that we all felt these uncertainties. We didn't know what was going to happen next. Oh, they said they have found a, a vaccine. The vaccine is not working. All kinds of stuff. But because as human beings, we are always moving on to the next thing. Oh, 2020 is gone. It's 2021. I have new dreams. I have new challenges. I have forgotten about that. But some people are still living with it. Some people's 401k disappeared because of the economic meltdown. But God has been faithful. I want you to lift up both hands to heaven and just appreciate him this morning. Appreciate him for his faithfulness, for his kindness, for his love, for him counting you and I worthy of special blessings. We have doctors in the house that were still going to the hospital. To the glory of God, we did not lose anybody. I want you to bless the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. For he is good and his mercies endure forever. His mercies endure forever. Return all the glory unto him, for he alone is worthy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The Lord bless you. Please be seated. It, 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 it doesn't take a lot to reflect, but it's important to reflect, to remember. I don't know where you were 2020 when all of this was going down, but cast your mind back to March, April, May, in the thick of it. But look at us today, the faithfulness of God. And you know, we're in this uh, festive season right now. Uh, you go to the malls, you go to different places, you're going to see all kinds of Christmas decorations. Beautiful. I remember there was a time my family would just drive around, <laughs> you know, just to go to, we are all rich in Jesus' name. 
you know, but we'll go to rich people neighborhood, you know, just to see all the lights and the glam. It wasn't so popular then, but everybody and their grandmama, they do lights now. All kinds of lights. Some you don't want to see. <laughs> you know, you see all kinds of stuff. You know, and as I was kind of thinking on that, I, I read a story that I would like to share with you. You know, and it goes like this. A school teacher in England told a charming story. At Christmas time, she supervised the construction of a manger scene in a corner of the classroom. The children participated happily in the project. They also enjoyed casting characters for the drama depicting the nativity. The teacher noticed one particular boy that was so enamored by it all. And forever the boy was going back and forth. Back and forth. He would go to the scene. He would walk away. He would then go back again. So the teacher was curious. So at last the teacher asked him, said, is there anything bothering you? The boy said, no. Then the woman, uh, the teacher asked again, are there any questions you would like me to answer for you? Do you have any question? And the boy looked at the nativity scene and ask a very simple question. All this beautiful nativity scene, where does God fit? Where is God in all of this? You know, when you think about Christmas in America now, it's all about Santa Claus. You look at the nativity scene, Jesus is not even there. Amen? And in the busyness of life, it is not un unlikely or impossible that you and I may have left Jesus out of the nativity scene. Amen? The, the period preceding Christmas is referred to the, as the advent, you know, the arrival, the coming, the waiting period. And that's what I want to talk to, about today. I want to talk about waiting on God. Waiting on God. You know, there might be a few of us, I don't know how many, there might be some of us, there might be some of us that are still asking the question, why, when? When will it be my turn? I have done everything right. They say fast, I have fasted. They say pray, I have prayed. I have done everything I know to do when. Is it going to be my turn? Friends, we don't like to wait, especially in the, in the culture we live in now. Everything is fast, 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 microwave, everything. It's difficult to wait. But it is important to wait. So for the next few weeks, I will be exploring different themes around the advent and waiting and all that kind of fun stuff. Let's open our Bibles. Let's read some scripture. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We read from verse 22 to 38. Long read, but we'll get through it. Then it was time for their purification offering, as required by the law of Moses 
after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The him that is being referenced here is Jesus. Verse 23. The law of the Lord says, if a woman, a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly, somebody say eagerly. He was eagerly waiting, eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27. That day, the Spirit of the Lord led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the Lord required, Simeon was there. May you be at the right place at the right time. What he had been waiting for all his life. The moment came. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit led him to the temple. Some people have missed their appointed time because they were walking in the flesh. The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the true sons of God. So for us, as Pastor uh, Ayodele was leading us earlier, for us to be in the will of God, you have to be led by the Spirit. The Bible says the Spirit led him to the temple on the day at the time they were bringing Jesus to be circumcised, uh, to be presented before the Lord. Verse 28, Simeon was there. So he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, can you imagine the joy this man felt? The Bible, the Bible says, free. all these years, he will go to the temple in expectation. He was eagerly, eagerly waiting for the Messiah. He knew what God had said, and he patiently and eagerly waited for the realization of God's promise. I pray that God will give you the grace and the strength to wait upon him. Amen. You will not go ahead of God. Amen. Trust me, there are a number of people that are a few steps ahead of God. And they are wondering why things are delayed. You are ahead of schedule. And God is not going to allow it. He will not participate in your scheme. Let's continue reading. Uh, verse 7, uh, 27 rather. He said, that day the spirit led him. Okay, we passed that. 28. Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. This was a man that understood that he couldn't die until he fulfilled purpose. 
Do you know what your purpose is? Do you know why you're here? Are you fulfilling purpose? He refused to die until he fulfills the purpose of God for his life. And having seen baby Jesus, seen the Messiah, the Bible says, he said, now I can die. I can die. He said, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. And then verse 36, beautiful, beautiful people of God. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple, talking about being at the right place at the right time. God will order your steps. Amen? Amen. I thank God that you receive it. God will order my steps in the name of Jesus. Watch. She was right there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night. You know why? Because she's waiting for the promise. How long are you willing to wait for God's promise? Amen? How long before you make your own decision like Abraham and his wife did? Seeing that God has shut my womb, go into my maid. It is our custom and tradition. Whatever child my maid has is my child. So they decided to do their own thing. But thank God for God. Thank God for God. Watch. Day and night she was in the temple worshiping God with fasting and prayer. And the last verse that we're reading, it says she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began to praise God. She talked about the child to everyone who has been waiting, how? Expectantly. She went and broadcasted to all that had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Very quickly. We're talking about waiting on God. How do I wait? I wait eagerly. I wait earnestly. How do I wait? I wait patiently. You know, the eagerness is talking about my expectation. That I am looking forward to it. Not that I'm restless and I'm not able to wait. I'm waiting, but I am expectant. Do you know it is possible that you wait without expectation? Very possible. 
Very, very possible. You can wait, but have no expectation. And the womb that gives birth to miracle is expectation. Amen? You will have what you say is what the scripture says. So your confession matches your expectation. The Bible is saying it will be done unto you as you have declared. Amen? Let me set the stage real quick here because it's important for us to understand this. You know, a lot of us, when we think of the Bible, we think we have it rough, that the times we live in, we live in terrible times. It's not like Bible days. In Bible days, they had it perfect, so their prayers were easily answered. No, no. In this text that we have read, you will notice that at least twice it's talking about the rescue of Israel and the rescue of Jerusalem. You know why? Because they were in bondage. They were under oppression of Rome. Rome was in charge and running things. So every one of them, they knew the promise of God. Many have lived and died waiting for that promise, but it never came. Amen? They knew the promise because God has said to them, he said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, he says, everyone that blesses you, I will bless. I will bless those, that, those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. If this was a promise God made to you and somebody is treating you with contempt, what are you thinking? Don't be forming now. You know, you know what you would think. Ben, what are you thinking? He said, Lord, you see, they are treating me with contempt. Curse them now. Curse them and let them die now. You know, so they know, they know the promise. They know the scripture. And they are looking at their life. And their life did not match the promise. And that's the situation with some of us today. You know the word of prophecy that you have received. They have told you, oh, all these wonderful things are going to happen in your life. And your life currently is not matching up to the prophecy. And I say, Lord, when? Why? How? They also know that in Micah, Micah chapter 5, and the second verse, that out of Bethlehem will come a ruler that will deliver them. So all of them, they are waiting. They have an expectation that a Messiah is coming. But here is the catch. And I think this is where a lot of people miss it. Pastor Cole, when God makes a promise, a lot of times we set our mind and our eyes on certain individuals that God must use to fulfill the promise. Oh, I know her. She's a businesswoman. You know, she's been in business over 30 years. She can help me. You are fixing things up for yourself. Oh, I know him. He's a physician. He's been a physician for so long. He can help me. But God does not see as man sees. Everything around the story of Jesus, the, the priests, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, that knew the law better than everybody else, they missed it. God uses ordinary people to accomplish his purpose. Amen? 
ordinary people, ordinary situations, ordinary circumstances. If nothing happened, there was nothing supernatural about the, I mean, everything was supernatural, but there was nothing spectacular about everything that we have just read. They came to the temple. There was no blazing light shining on Jesus' head. There was no announcement by an angel that, Oh, Simeon, 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 the promise you have been waiting for is finally here. Run you to... No, he was led by the Spirit as you and I are being led by the Spirit. Some people are stuck in the rot, stuck in the grind. Why? Because they are following their own inclinations. When God moves, he moves in the ordinary situation and does supernatural things in natural situations. Hallelujah. Somebody is asking, why should I wait on God? I've waited for so long. What's the point of waiting? Hosea declared in Hosea 12.6, he says, so you... By the help of your God, return. Return back to God. Observe mercy and justice and wait on your God continually. Wait on God continually. Can I tell you something? God is never too early and never late. He's never been late. He's the on-time God. What he says he will do, that's exactly what he will do. The Bible says, even though it tarries, wait for it. Look at your neighbor. Say, wait for it. It's coming. Wait for it. In the name of Jesus. Many examples of those that waited in the Bible. You know the story of Noah. If a theologian told us to build that ark, imagine the size of the ark he built. The dimensions, and only himself and his family. He didn't have help from anybody else. Thank God, at least his family believed in his vision. <laughs> Amen? Some account says it took a hundred years to build that ark. Can you imagine the persistence, the resilience? He kept doing it. He kept doing it. Even though there was no mist, Talkless of a rain, talkless of a, of a flood. He kept at it. How long would you keep at it? How long? There was a boxer, I forgot his name now. There was a boxer, they asked him, said, what was the secret of your success in your boxing career? He said, every time I tell myself, if I can just throw another punch, if I can throw another punch, and when is the bell goes off and they go sit down, he tells himself, if I can just go another round. If I can just go another round. Friends, quitters never win and winners never quit. I'm challenging somebody here today. Whatever it is God has spoken to you is between you and God. And if God has spoken, 
God is not a man that he will lie, neither the son of man that he will repent of what he has said. Do you know a lot of times good-intentioned people will make promise to you? They meant it. They were going to do it. But life happens. Amen? I mean, as much as I try my very best to make sure I keep to everything, I have I've walked back some things a few times in my life. To say, I'm sorry, I just, I'm not just up to it today. Amen? But that is mine. But God will never walk back on what he has said. He is God. He is able. And he will do for you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you may think or ask of him according to his power that is at work in you. Amen? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Your deliverance is on the way. In the name of Jesus. Anna, year after year, she went to Shiloh. Amen? And if she was just going to Shiloh, it would have been nice. She's going to Shiloh with Penina, that is always on her case. Showing off all the gifts the husband has given her for her children and for herself. Say, what have you got? You got one. I got five. Flaunting in front of her. I don't know who is the penina in your life that is flaunting stuff before you. Celebrate their success. You know, when they are flaunting, when they are, you know they are flaunting, say, I thank God for your life. I pray that God, I mean it, pray that God will bless them more. You know why? Your miracle is coming. Your miracle is coming. Because God is not a partial God. He's preparing you for a great time. Amen? Amen? And the, the list goes on. David and all, everybody. And then Simeon and Anna, as we have read, they waited and they were not disappointed. God will not fail you. Oh, that's not a prayer. It's a statement of fact. That God, God cannot fail. He, he cannot. I have seen him. I have worked with him. And I can guarantee you, if it is God that has said it, he will make it happen. He will make it happen. Benefits of waiting on the Lord very quickly. I have about five things right here very quickly. When you wait on the Lord, number one, you develop patience. <laughs> Go ask Noah. Hundred years of building. By the time if it was done, if it was somebody that was impatient before he started, by the time he finished that project, he was a very patient man. Sometimes what God is trying to teach us with the wait is so that we can be more patient. Because too many of us, we want it and we want it yesterday. Not even later on today. You want it so quick, you want it like yesterday. Amen? The Bible says the prosperity of the fool shall be their destruction. God will not give you what he knows will be a destruction to you. 
Amen. So, first and foremost, understand that God is working and teaching and developing you and I in the area of patience. Many husbands snap at their wives. Oh, you talk too much. That's how God created women. Gave them more words than men. You know, so if you want to limit her words to your, to your volume, then you are creating a problem. You know, they, they said God, women speak 30,000 words a day, and men 10,000. I think you will add a little extra for me for preaching. <laughs> I praise the Lord. You know, so when you are done with your 10,000 and she's still on 15,000, just let her talk. Be engaged, smile. Say, oh, wow, really? Oh, I see. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, just go with the flow. Go with the flow. <laughs> God is teaching us patience. Amen? As we wait, if we wait, we are going to learn patience in our wait. You know, one of the things I, I absolutely don't like doing is go shopping with my family. You know, because if I'm going to the store, trust me, I know exactly what I want. And I'm go once I entered, I, I even hate going to the store. It's too massive, it's too big, you don't even know where to go. So once I entered the store, I just go, yeah, uh, where can I find such and such and such? He said, oh, aisle 14 on the left side. Thank you. I walk straight there, I grab it, I go pay, and I take out. <laughs> I'm not mentioning names. So I've learned, this is my patient, patiently waiting. And if there's a cart, I just push the cart. <laughs> but most times, I just say, you can go without me. Here's the credit card. <laughs> they prefer me not to go with them. God is teaching us patience. James 5, 7, the Bible says, Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. We're coming back to this. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look forward for the valuable harvest to ripen. It means there is a good outcome when I wait properly. There is a harvest that will follow my waiting on the Lord. So my waiting on the Lord is not in vain. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. You know, one of, the, one of the things I love so much about the Christian faith is if I don't gain anything else, I have salvation. Salvation is a package. It's a package. But the part of that package is the salvation of your soul, it's prosperity, it's healing. It's a long list. And the question I asked some folks the other day is, if God does not heal you when you're sick, and God does not answer the prayer for that job, and doesn't do anything else, 
but you have salvation, would that be enough for you? It has to be. Because there is a life beyond this life. Eternity with God cannot be compared to pleasure here on earth. Amen? That is why the Bible says that it is better. He said, if your eye will cause you to sin, pluck it out. It's better to enter heaven handicapped than to enter hell full-bodied. Praise the Lord. It's teaching us patience. And there's a reward for our patience. Number two, very quickly, I'm out of time. Number two, very quickly, is waiting on the Lord helps us to build trust and faith in God. We build trust and faith in the Lord. In your journey of life, in your walk with God, I'm sure there's been times that you had waited and God came through for you. Do I have a witness in the house? You waited, you waited. I I told you, my wife is not here, so. (laughs) You waited, but God came through. God came through for you. That helps us to build confidence. I had an experience. Something happened to me. Long story, but forget about the details. It was 1994. Oh, it was very challenging for me. Very, very challenging. In fact, I myself didn't see a way out. I just said, if I die, I die. (laughs) Whatever happens, just, just forget it. Amen? But God came through. God came through for me. And you know, because of that incident, since that time up until now, when I have a similar situation, guess what? I remember he did it before. And if he did it before, he will do it. Oh, I can't hear you. If he did it before, he will do it again. So wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. As you wait and it comes through for you, it builds your faith. It builds your trust. It builds your confidence. Now you know that when you wait, he will come through. He will come through. Amen? Waiting on God strengthens your faith. It strengthens your faith. Isaiah 40, 31. I'm going to read from the uh, uh, Message Bible. Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. I love that. You know, the King James says, shall renew their strength. He said they get fresh, 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 fresh strength. No, 31, 40, 31. They get fresh strength, fresh strength. It means as I wait, it's possible that as I'm waiting, you know, I begin to get weary, but God will strengthen me. God strengthens me. God strengthens me. He catches me from sleeping. He upholds me, and my faith is built up in him. Friends, I challenge you, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. He said, trust in the Lord with all. Somebody say all. All. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own difficulties, isn't it? Difficult. Difficult. You know why? You have knowledge. You have a, we all have a brain, yeah? 
you have a brain, I have a brain. It's difficult to now balance with what God I say, God, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Remember the, 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 the story of, was it Elisha or Elijah? Uh, when, uh, Elisha, when the axe head that they borrowed fell in the water and went to the bottom of the pond of the river and he gave them wood. He said, cast this wood where it fell. <laughs> if that was you, you would laugh. In fact, your laughter would be more degrading than the laughter I just laughed now. Say, wood, what's the relationship? If you gave me magnets and we hold the magnet over the water, perhaps with the magnetic force, it can pull it up. He gave them wood. And guess what? With wood, metal, solid metal, block of metal, floats in water. Our intellect gets in the way, is what I'm saying this morning. Our natural understanding gets in the way sometimes, is what I'm saying here. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Check your understanding with what God is saying. Don't check what God is saying with your understanding. We do it backwards. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Number three, very quickly. Uh, I need to wrap this up quickly. Number three, watch this. Number three, when you wait upon the Lord, the act of waiting and trusting on the Lord reduces your anxiety. It reduces anxiety. The Bible says, excuse me, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. He said, don't watch this. This is almost like a poem. (laughs) There's a rhyme to it. He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Amen? I am confident I am confident that God has been good in all of our lives. Oh, I have no doubt in my, in my mind. I don't need to interview you or ask you questions to know this. I see your bright faces this morning. You say, oh, but Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, you're right, I don't. But that you're here, God has been good to you. And for those watching online, the same is true. God has been good. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And as you pray about everything, thank him for what is already done. Thank him. And as you thank him for what is done, then you're going to see the other things come together and come in place. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Number four, very quickly. When you wait you gain a better perspective of your situation. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. You know, you feel like, I got to move. I got to move. I got to do something. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to do it. I got to, I got to, oh, if I don't, they, they, some, oh, all hell is going to break loose. But, uh, nothing has broken loose. <laughs> Amen? 
You went through all of that. Ah, oh, he, ah, all the panic. Oh, I'm going to, oh, what's going to happen to me? Oh, I'm going to lose my house. Oh, I'm going to, oh, so I lose my house. So what? I lost the house before. Oh, I'm going to lose my car. Ah, I lost the car before. So what? Hallelujah. I'm the better for it today. Amen. I'm the what? The better for it today. As you wait on the Lord, in that time of waiting, you're going to begin to see things differently. Maybe it was something I should chip in very quickly here. While you wait, what do you do? Do you wait and just fold your arms and say, God just said, show me, and then I will move? No! While you wait, you're praying. While you wait, you're reading the scriptures. While you wait, you're doing whatever the Lord lays on your heart to do in the moment. And as you do that, you you begin to see a different perspective to that situation. I told you about my situation in 1994. You know, one Sunday, no, not even Sunday, it was a Tuesday Bible study. I went to church. And the preacher, I still remember 1994, still remember the sermon. The faith of the fathers. And said three things that will cause your hearts to fear. And he gave the three things. And I checked out all of it. That doesn't apply to me. Will this situation kill me? This situation is going to kill me. This can't kill me. It can't kill me. Shame. Will it cause shame? Oh, yeah, there will be shame. God cannot help me. Ah, no. That's why I drew the last. God can help me. God can help me. And guess what? That changed my perspective about my situation, even though my situation was still the same. Nothing has changed. But in that process of waiting, I have learned and gotten nuggets of wisdom that from 1994, I still apply to my life till this day. Things I used to fret about, I don't fret about it anymore. You know why? God came through. He did it before. I know he will do it again. Waiting helps us to develop good character. Good, godly character. The waiting period can be a time of personal growth and character development. Romans chapter 3, we read from 3 to 5. He said, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. No man <laughs> goes to war without preparation. I'm a veteran, I can tell you that. The training you go through to prepare your mind and your body for what's coming. It says the problems and the trials they help us develop endurance. The endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. Please rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. 
For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.